Yo. All right, listen, listen. I got a load of weeds in the wagon I need to bring down to the burn pile. So I need like five minutes. First of all, I thought that whole exchange was going to go really differently for one tenth of a second when you said I got a lot, a load of weed. Then then it went veered off in a different direction than I thought it might go. It could have went anywhere. It could have went anywhere. It could have went anywhere. I mean, it is Vermont, and you know things. So here's what I'm gonna do: is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait wait. Start start. Do you have a burn pile on your property right now? I'll send you a picture. Dope. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not burning. It's just a currently it's just a pile. <laughs> it's it's a, a, a project to be done later. Yeah yeah exactly Got exactly it. so. So you need, uh, you need how how long are we talking? Not e- maybe not even five minutes. I have to literally drive down the hill and dump this wagon. All right, I'm gonna probably so, hang out in here because the, the the other members yeah, of the family no, don't, are occupied. Don't leave the room. I'm gonna text you in a minute. Okay, I'm recording all of this part for the cold open. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty good. All right, great. I'll text you in a minute. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Adam Saint Germain. Flip that switch. Okay, hold on one second. One second. I'm gonna oh, you go. so slow, man. You so slow. I got this. D- don't talk for a second. Sound engineer. <laughs> I feel like whenever I sound check the mic, you try to make it go red. I. That's my goal. That's my goal. It's, Bury it's, the needle in the red. It's unfriendly. I, okay, so a moment ago, I called you and you said, "You okay?" You answered the phone and you said, "What are you doing?" Like in a really dismissive kind of way. To which I, I responded, yes, you did. You said, what are you doing? And I was no, like, no, I, I said, no, calling no, your no, ass. No, 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 no. I said, hello. And then you said, hello, I'm calling your ass. You said I'm calling your ass no, first. No, that's not true. You said something pithy that made me come back with heat. I, I'm not a crazy person. Listen, I'm not gaslighting you now. You're wrong. That's all there is to it. Okay. Simple well, fact. Simple the fu- fact. The fun thing is, I think I have it recorded, so we can. Yeah, you play. It out you play like it back. That. And even if, even if you didn't say that, I was anticipating that you were about to say something rude. I could sense it. Oh, that's so hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> my spidey, my spidey sense was on high. It's just not right. That's not right. All, all jacked up. All right, listen. We're gonna keep this to a shorter episode because yeah, I we, have. We must. I got. I have to get a creamy. I. Oh, uh, um, can I edit that out? I, I don't know what just happened. No, anybody. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're talking about. Look, the rest of the world, they don't <laughs> know what's up because the creamy, everybody else calls soft serve ice cream. Okay. That is not what okay. it is. Okay. I'm back in. I'm back in. That was very confusing it's, for a moment. It's a creamy. It's a creamy. Okay. Well, let's get right to it. 100 hashtag 100 in August 2020. Scott Sullivan, where are you at? I am compliant, but unexceptional, <laughs> and I need to be comp- okay. What's your What's your mileage count? I have to actually calculate it. It is, um, believe, in the low 30s right now because I've been doing either the minimum or a little bit over the minimum, and there is a topic on the list coming up with why. I, I want you to know. I want you to know that if your if your mileage count is in the low thirties, then you have I'm, not completed the I, minimum. I may not be good at math. I, the last time I looked, I'm doing like a little bit of experimental math. So uh, it is coming up on. It is under forty, but about to be. 
the minimum it could be if you're compliant is 36 and that would include you not running today well that's what i mean i have not run today okay i have not run yet today either the plan was to run this morning and then i did something i haven't been able to do in a couple weeks which was sleep in which is nice my mileage count. Thank you for asking. I know you're very I know, concerned. We're going to transition to this because it is the next item on the list. <laughs> is it, the, the next obvious topic relates to where your mileage count is. So, Adam, where is your mileage count? And would you like to talk to the audience a little bit about something crazy we like to call the DIY Ultra? Yeah. So my mileage count as of today is 85 miles. I have not run yet today. Damn. So, uh, he's cooking. The kitchen is hot. This, this kitchen is hot and on fire, <laughs> son. And so how, did you last, get how did you get there? Cause it wasn't that special a few days ago, but now it is what happened. I mean, I was doing pretty, I was doing pretty well up no, until you, Sunday. That wasn't a disrespect. You were already doing well, but you were staying kind of in the neighborhood of the requirement with a, yeah, I was doing, I was doing up to, Four miles. I think I might have had a couple days that were five or six, but like literally one or two. I saw um, I saw it, uh, several four day uh, four mile rather runs, which I, I mean, you know, that's good. Period. Yeah, I had some I had some fours in there, which I thought you know four that was okay. I was all right with that. Um, and uh, I cut you out. Day. Okay, so flashback. I cut you out. Flashback. Flashback. The year is 2019. <laughs> okay. Scott says, I'm going to run a half marathon for time. Oh, I no. Said, We're doing this again. <laughs> and I, I know, but it's it's relevant. It's relevant. And okay. I said. It's relevant. I said. Well, go, go off, Queen. Go off, Queen. <laughs> I said, that's, that's dumb. <laughs> and so fast forward a little bit. We decided, Scott and I both decided, okay. We're going to attempt to run the Vermont 50-miler trail run, which is, as it sounds, a 50-mile trail run in southern Vermont. Damn. Lo and, lo and behold, Scott didn't feel confident in his training. I didn't train and had a mild injury. <laughs> so neither, <laughs> neither of us. I don't know which one of us sounds worse in that scenario. <laughs> I think I sound more like a, a wimp, and you sound like just someone who didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so ultimate, ultimately, right, that's the thing. Neither of us showed up, attempted, whatever. True. So Truth. Uh, so fast forward. So now the year is 2020 where, um, you know, the world has gone bonkers. Things are haywire. Things and, got a uh, little bit more complicated than I think either of us could have ever imagined on this podcast. Totally, totally. And then I got inspired earlier this year. Um, my wife decided she was going to start running. And so she, and she, so she got, she started doing it. And I was just like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to start running again. I was like, yeah, it sounds good. And, uh, and then, so each week I was, I was like trying to add a little bit of mileage to my long run. And so like my long run, the first week I think was like literally two miles. <laughs> yeah. I, you <laughs> and know, then, that's it. You got to start somewhere. That's a good start. Totally. Point. I mean, I think for for like three weeks, I literally ran between one and two miles. And like, that was it. I didn't go any further. Sure. I was like, yep, I'm just going to like get the motion down and get back in the groove. So anyway, um, then I started experimenting. I got a little longer. I think the longest run I did around here on the road was like six miles. 
That's good. That's know, a good. That's a good run. Is that a five k? Yeah. I don't. I don't remember how k. Is no, fi- no, five k is only three point one miles. It's so that's pretty, o- it's short. So it's closer yeah. to a ten k. Yeah, ten k would yeah would be six point two, which is a pretty popular race distance. Yes, yeah, so and you, um, that's that's good. But I hated it. Like I hated the whole thing. I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like wasn't like I wasn't enjoying it. And then. I was like, I'm going to go for a trail run. And I went to this local place and it was short. It was like two and a half miles. And I was just like, oh, this is super fun. So I did a couple longer trail runs. And then on Father's Day, I decided like, oh, I'm going to run this 11 mile stretch. And I had never done a long trail run like that. I didn't really know what to expect. I kind of overpacked, which is fine. I was well prepared. And uh, so it went okay. And then then I was like, I'm going to do a 20 mile trail run which ended up being a little short it was like 19 19 change and so in this process like between the 10 mile trail run which which felt 100 percent manageable was a non-issue and doing the 20 mile trail run i was like oh that i'm gonna do a 50 miler this year i'm gonna do it so you're feeling like you're gonna do it this year do you have a target in mind I already, I already planned it. Yep. The last few days. After is it going to be a DIY? I'm sorry. I talked over you. But oh, wait. Yeah. So let's actually hang on. Let's not jump to that just yet. Yeah. So I do the 20 mile run. It feels good. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do a marathon, a trail marathon, which would be 26.2 miles. And then uh, some friends were like, if you did 20, they're like, skip the marathon, just go straight for the 50 K. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. This is the, the quality of friends you have are people who are like, oh, you want to hurt yourself. Hurt yourself a, a little bit more. Like, yeah. Just do it. Do it like you mean it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I was like, I was like, okay. And so from that was born hashtag DIY Ultra. And um, there's a local mountain bike place and, and popular trail running place where I mapped out a five plus mile loop. Um, which contained like a pretty decent amount of climbing each lap and uh, was all on trail, was all single track. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go on Sunday the 16th and I'm going to run six laps. And so I set up like, <laughs> I had my I had my own aid station with water and snacks and I brought like extra sneakers and socks and like I was totally prepared. Um, it was super fun. And uh, this is the appropriate place to drop in the plug for your Instagram where people can see what it looked like and, and some of the, yes. the, the commentary. So, so do that. So you can, you can check it out at, uh, at short handled shovel on Instagram. Yeah. And I did check it out while it was happening and uh, some good funny moments and just kind of you get the vibe of what it looked like, what he was doing and um, it, how DIY it actually was, which is very, it was, it was super DIY. It was also really fun. Uh, it wasn't really covered in like the Instagram story or anything. My friend Dave was there. He was doing a DIY hundred mile mountain bike ride. Badass. Um, how did so it go, so go for him? Did he finish? He did. It took him a while because he's he he's kept socializing each time he came through the aid station. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was out there to make friends and do a hundred miles. Yeah, it was cool. He he did a big fundraiser for Vermont Adaptive. You can check just Google Vermont Adaptive, um, and they uh, shout out they to him assist. for doing that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. He ended up raising like I think like sixteen hundred dollars, which was fantastic. Beautiful um, for, for a day on for just a day on the trails. That's great. Yeah, totally. And and uh, Vermont Adaptive does great gets great stuff. Gets folks out skiing and riding and and um, doing all sorts of adventures. So really a, a great organization. Um, I didn't raise money for anybody. So. 
That's better. okay. More, more power to Dave. But you, I don't think you were actually asking for money either. You were just no. I, you were I just wasn't. being like, "Hi, I'm online, and I'm going to do a dumb thing by myself right now." Yeah. So so exactly. And so uh, anyway, so it went. Uh, people have asked like, "How did it go?" And I was like, "My answer is it was a hundred percent uneventful." Yeah. <laughs> Which that's good. Which I think is like the best possible outcome. I so, had no. So yeah. my question to you is a, a very dumb question, but like, was there a point or was there multiple points during the five laps where you thought, I would like to stop doing this. This is not feeling good anymore. Or did you feel pretty comfortable and felt like, because leading up to it, you do a, a, tr- a tremendous amount of CrossFit activities that people who follow your Instagram would know, but your running was like kind of unremarkable in distance right? Leading into it. So like well, the, sure. Yeah. The only, the preparation I had done was, a, was one 20 mile, was one 20 mile run, which, which is not nothing. 20 miles is a long time, but I mean, most of the other runs you did around that time were like less than five miles. Yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, everything so you have to from, was, from was less than short. five to 30 or whatever it ended up being 31. 31. Yeah. That's, that's a big jumping off point. And so I think for people thinking about trying a challenge like this or trying to, take some small training and transition it into a bigger attempt. Like, what do you think about that? Like I, I, I remember when I was training to do, and you're going to laugh half marathons or whatever, there, there's a certain amount of running you need to do where you can do it continuously. And you know, you'll get to the bigger goal later. Like I've never ran 13 miles training for a half marathon, but I got to like nine or 10 at a good clip. And then I know I can add the rest not a great analogy for what you did, but I'm just saying, how did you know you would be able to do it when you weren't doing distances like that previously? I think, um, yeah, I actually spent a lot of time thinking about that when, when I was out there. So to answer your first question, no, at, at no point did I think I was, did I think about stopping or quitting or whatever? I felt completely confident I was going to be able to finish it the whole time. So your mindset was dialed in. Super, yeah, I had a super strong mindset and I was able to maintain that for the nearly eight hours I was out there. So, um, <laughs> it's not nothing. So, that's what that's one thing, right? Like, I didn't do it super fast, you know, like I did it in just under eight hours, including rest. Running time was six hours and 12 minutes, but I took I totally took my time at the aid stations and was like, there was no stress, right? There was no pressure. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing, it's totally fine. Um, and so I it wasn't until lap four of six that I walked. So the first three laps, I didn't walk at all, which is great. So that's 15 miles of no walking. But, um, yeah, I think like, you know, in terms of like training overload, one thing that was, was important, this is going to sound stupid. Um, one thing that was really important was that I did not want to taper my regular training going into the ultra marathon. When you to say me, regular training, you mean like your your CrossFit strength and conditioning stuff that you do? Yes, aside. I didn't want to. I didn't want to change any of that. And actually, on the Tuesday, no, on the Saturday, the day before, on the Saturday before, I hit uh, two personal best snatches. Okay, um, which was Pretty which sweet. was great. So like, so I didn't let up on any of my training going into it. But I think that um, I, I'm going to interject for a minute, a thought that maybe is not, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not helpful, but like the fact that you were, I mean, okay. If strength and conditioning is worth its weight 
you know, like what it's supposed to be for uh, for athletes or for anybody who wants to be really ready to do something challenging at a moment's notice or, you know, I mean, if, if you really believe in the, like, the ethos that, like, the strength and conditioning is making you a better athlete for whatever your athletic choices are, then I think, like, it makes sense that, like, all of that seemingly unrelated non-running stuff that you were doing made you more able to do the run when the time came to do the run. I, I Yeah, I think that's 100% true. And I was actually going to say, like, during the run, like, of course, I eventually got tired because... That you're you know, a human. <laughs> it's a long time to do anything. But what, what I thought was the most interesting is that I had zero pronounced or zero like acute muscle fatigue or cramps or muscle pain the only like nagging points i had was that the the arch of my feet got arches of my feet got tired and my ankles got tired from the uneven terrain but do, um do you think um there was anything you could have hold, hold on hold oh, on one second, I, hold I on one second. <laughs> it's time for ice cream yeah. okay give me two minutes so, um, oh, oh I, if it's time for ice cream, we might have to wrap this up. Yeah, we'll wrap it up in a second. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, the the muscular part was fine, which I thought was really interesting. I uh, I, I would credit that to your consistency of workouts during the quarantine, which I think is inspiring for people maybe listening. Like that that consistency of just keeping yourself and, and going that, through that, the, it, it really did pay you a dividend because I don't think you could have done that ultra if you weren't doing that other stuff you're doing in your garage based on the running well, that you were doing and i'm not criticizing i don't think no, it no, would I have think, been possible i think you're totally right so so to answer your question about like why do i think it was possible to do with like pretty un what did you say unremarkable running <laughs> unremarkable distance no um, just like I, i'm just saying like that's not how anyone would be guided to train for an ultra to- but totally it still worked and the reason is because of all the other stuff you were doing Right. And the consistency, right? Like that was the key was like, I, I've been running in, every single day. Yep. And, um, and even on like quote unquote rest days, I'm like still doing some kind of aerobic, like easy bike ride or easy row on the rower or, or, uh, or whatnot. Anyway, we gotta, we gotta, so hit, ha- we gotta hit a couple topics real quick. You did. The well, DIY- I just want to say, yes. I just want you to tell you DIY ultra will live on October 10th, 2020. We're going for the, the mother load 50 miler. Okay, I am. I'm going to put this out there on the record, and I might regret it later, but I don't plan to because I don't like to regret things. I'm going to attempt the challenge you just did on the day that you attempt your next challenge. So the 50k. A, yes. Oh, sweet. Okay. And we're going to do it on the same day, same time. I'm going to be one step behind you, but I'm going to. Tr- I'm going to go out there and do what you just did because it inspired me. I, I felt inspired by that. I thought it was great, and I, I hope that people listening to this maybe are inspired to maybe not just do the dumb thing we're doing, but to think like, this is just how it works. If you set your mind to something really dumb or exciting or whatever makes your imagination feel excited, it can be done if you're willing to do the consistency of just, just showing up over and over again, whatever it feels like. Right. And, I, and I'll tell you the, the, the one thing that motivate, not the one thing, one of the things that motivated me while I was out there and I, I had a whiteboard that I was like writing down my lap times as I was come through. And I had written on the whiteboard ahead of time. This is not hard. Cause I had seen a, <laughs> I, I had seen I like a post. That. 
Yeah, but I had seen a post recently about there's this there's this youth group down in Florida that's like doing strength and conditioning training and like they're doing all sorts of cool stuff. And um and their motto like of their group is this is not hard. And I remember like reading the post and they explained why it was and I was like, "Oh, this is not hard. Like running is not hard. Like suffering through a war-torn country is hard. Battling sure. cancer is hard. It's hard. Like yeah. putting yourself in an uncomfortable position is not that hard. Like you can do it. And so and, it was, and yeah. letting that part of your brain that tells you to stop, like to, to fuck off, to fuck off, <laughs> telling that part of your brain to fuck off is empowering. And it, it empowers you in other areas of your life. It's the thing that brings you into the business meeting and you're the most confident person in the room. You know what I yeah, mean? Like it, it, it gives it, you, it absolutely carries over. It carries over to other places in your life. I need to tell a quick story. I know you don't have much time. Uh, one of the reasons I have not done more mileage at this point relates to an event that happened last week that some people who follow me on Instagram will know. About. Oh, like that's right. <laughs> Many other people will not know about. I feel like for the sake of my dignity, I have to explain this on the podcast. I've been doing just the bare minimum of this fucking challenge <laughs> for a while. And then I was set to like, in my mind, try to ramp up. And then I had a particular run where I was going from two to three miles. So I had been doing two, maybe two and a half. And I was like, tonight I'm doing this, this loop I, that I like where I go uh, out to a, this Buddhist temple near my house, very rural area, and then come back. And, that, and it's one and a half out, one and a half back, literally to my door. So I go and I do the one and a half out. I take a picture with the Buddha which I had done. Obviously. Obviously. I had done that run one other time and sent the picture of me in front of the Buddha to Adam. So, you know, I did that run before and never had I had any problems. But on this particular night, which was last Thursday night, on my way back from the Buddha towards my house, uh, there is a, you know, this is a very rural area. There's a very hobo-y looking house. Uh, really bad. Lots of like trucks on blocks and garbage in front of the house. Anyway, three pit bull looking dogs ran from this property into the road towards me. Two of them got to me first, kind of barked at me, looked at me, assessed that I was okay and ran away. And then there was a third dog who showed up like five seconds later who did the same, took a look at me, assessed me and decided I need to bite this guy's calf really hard. Yeah, but that calf was looking juicy. It was all warmed up from running. You know? It was. It was looking real juicy at the time. And I had a running pack on, and I've always heard that dogs that can be potentially aggressive don't like humans to have anything else on their silhouette, you know? Wait, and why? I've never heard that. That's I, a thing? That's a thing that I've heard. They don't like if you have a bag or a hat, or like, they like you to just look like a normal outline of a human. I don't know if that's oh. true. It's just a thing I heard. So this Weird. dog bit the shit out of my leg. This dog lives at a hobo house. The dude who owns the house comes out. He looks drunk. He looks disoriented. He says, oh, did, did that dog, did the dog bite you? And I said, yeah, he bit me hard. And the guy said, oh, they don't usually bite. Now, Adam, if I said you don't usually bite, what, how does that make you feel? I mean, that means like, you know, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it does, but just sometimes not, it happens. Yeah. Not usually, not sometimes. usually, but sometimes. So I was straight up <laughs> pissed off. Um, fast forward to the, the dog has probably never had preventative medicine, medicine shots, inoculations, things it needs. 
um, whatever's happening in the background on your end, you're start- There's a train. I can't stop it. There's a train. Oh, I thought you were starting to do like an electronic music concert on your end. No, nope. there's a train going by. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap this story up quick. But anyway, so I got bit really hard by this dog, drew a lot of blood, had to run a, a mile and a half back from the dog bite to my house to clean up, get in the shower, fix it. Made a few calls to some doctors. I work in medicines. So I know some people. Pretty much everyone was like, is the dog cool? And I was like, no, the dog's not really cool. And they're like, well, is the dog homeless? I'm like, not really, but kind of. And they're like, oh, shit. Then you probably need the rabies shots. Oh, man. So let me just tell the audience this. If you need rabies shots, your life is going to be really bad for a period of some time. So uh, seven to ten shots in my calf around the wound. That's administered by a doctor with a very thick, viscous thing called immunoglobulin. So the needle has to be really big for that fluid to pass through. So they're not sticking you with a normal needle. They're sticking you with a big-ass needle. And then you get like five more shots to inoculate you for the future. And then you have to go back on three other days to get more shots to make sure that you're good. So you, basically, you just pump full of shots. Oh yeah, and the reason it's is fun. because it's very rabies is very rare. Most likely, the dog doesn't have rabies. But if the dog did have rabies, and I didn't do what I did, it's a hundred percent fatal. So you just die. Oh God, it is. Yeah, basically, no one oh. survives rabies. If you get rabies from a dog and you don't do the prophylaxis, you'll get neurological damage and then die. Oh God, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Most people don't know about it because it's pretty rare. And the only reason I would have gotten the shots is because dogs don't. Anyway, bringing it back to 100 in August 2020. So, so what you're saying is that your mileage is down because, you know, it was nearly fatal. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not trying to sound cool right now because I'm sure people like Matt Newell are going to make fun of me now. But the day after I got bit by a pit bull and then got a billion shots, I still did two miles. So Good work. Fuck Good off work. to everybody who wants to criticize me, but but getting to a hundred is going to require me doing the town like ten mile loop a number of times before the end of the month, which I'm determined to do. Come on, come on, make it happen. All right, listen, very important. I have to go get this ice cream. Okay, last question. You have to answer. To it's a yes or no. Update on the roof. How we doing? Leaks? Anything? No way. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. <laughs> Love Perfect. it. Okay. All right. The, uh, September challenge. Start thinking now because when we get past this October thing, we get the September challenge. You're talking about these long runs in October. We still got the month of September. Never forget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to call it full send September. <laughs> okay. We'll talk Whatever about it, it is, that's the name of it. But I, all right. I, I think we got it done. Go get that ice cream. Is it ice cream time? Yes, ice cream time. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. All right. Go get it. This podcast has ended. Let us go in peace. Let us go in peace. Everybody, get running. Challenge yourself. Don't get bit by dogs. I look at her and she looks at me. In her eyes, I see the sea. I don't see what she sees in a man like me. She says she loves me. Her eyes. 